welcome to episode 21 of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly, and today, before I start, I have exciting news. Everything Under the Sun podcast has been nominated for Best Family Podcast in the British Podcast Awards, which is brilliant news. I'm going to the awards ceremony in a few weeks' time, and I really do hope the podcast will win. Thanks so much to everyone for listening, subscribing, and telling all your friends to help the show spread far and wide. Thank you, everybody. Well, there's a Listener's Choice Award where you can vote for a show that you love. It's free to take part. So if you'd like to vote for Everything Under the Sun, all you need to do is go to britishpodcastawards.com slash vote... That's BritishPodcastAwards.com slash vote and type in the first few letters of everything under the sun and the logo of the podcast will come up and you can press vote. Voting closes on the 15th of May. Thank you, everyone. Right, let's go on with the show. This week we're talking about birds. And as usual, we have three questions. Our first question is about bird eggs and comes from Henry. Over to Henry. Hi. I'm Henry. I'm five years old. I live in Dublin. How do birds lay eggs? Hi, Henry. What a great question. Well, birds have a bit in their bodies around the bottom called a cloaca, which you spell C-L-O-A-C-A. Cloaca. They pee and they poo out of this bit of their bodies. And it's also the same bit they lay their eggs out of. The cloaca is usually under the base of their tail, covered by feathers. Inside, it is divided up into different chambers by skin and muscle, depending on how it needs to be used. So some bits inside the cloaca have got poo and pee waiting to come out, and other bits have got eggs. If you watch a bird for long enough, you'll see it lift its tail a bit as it poos. And it'll do the same thing to lay an egg. Birds usually lay eggs into a nest to keep them warm and then they do something called incubate the eggs which is keep them nice and safe and warm while the egg is developing into a baby bird. When the baby bird is ready it will hatch and break open the egg and pop out into the world. Did you know that studying eggs is called oology from the Greek word oon meaning egg? Most birds, reptiles, insects, mollusks, fish, and two mammals called the echidna, which is like a spiky creature that lives in Australia, and a platypus that can swim in the water, they lay eggs. They're the only two mammals that do it. Platypus lay eggs in their nests, and echidna eggs hatch in the mum's pouch. Getting the egg into the pouch is tricky. The echidna mum rolls on her back, pops the egg out of her backside and then opens her pouch wide enough to catch the egg. There are lots of different egg sizes from massive ostrich eggs which are so huge they would take 45 minutes to soft boil for breakfast to tiny weeny hummingbird eggs the size of a pea. Hummingbirds make tiny nests which are about the size of a thimble and they sometimes use spider webs to weave the nest together. The biggest eggs ever laid are by elephant bird eggs. These birds lived on the island of Madagascar in Africa, but they became extinct in the 1700s. Their shells are still there on the beaches of Madagascar, and from piecing the shells back together, we know that elephant bird eggs were 10 times the size of an ostrich egg. They were filled with the same amount of egg as 180 
chicken's eggs. That is pretty big. I hope that answers your question, Henry. Now we're on to our next question about birds, which this time is about penguins and their nests or homes. Over to Ben. Hi, my little brother's Ben. He doesn't want to send his question. I'm sending it. How do penguins find their way home? Hi, Ben. That's such a lovely question. And what a nice brother you have to ask it for you. To answer it for you, I've got Dr Alex Bond, who is a curator at the Natural History Museum, and he knows lots about birds, including penguins. I'm Dr Alex Bond, one of the curators at the Natural History Museum. That's a really interesting question, Ben. Like many seabirds, penguins come back to the island where they were born when it's time for them to start their own family. And then, every year, they'll keep coming back, sometimes even to the same burrow or nesting area. Penguins find their way home by using a few different senses. First, birds, including penguins, can sense the Earth's magnetic field. Just like a compass points to the north, penguins can follow the patterns in the magnetic field to find their way back home. But then what? The island can be large and full of lots of other penguins. That's where their other senses, in particular smell and sight, help them out. They remember what their nest looks and smells like, and then they can find their way back, sometimes to within one meter. That helps them meet up again with their partner and start the cycle all over again. Thank you so much, Alex. Isn't that clever that penguins can use the Earth's magnetic field, their sense of smell and sight, to find their nests and their families and find their way home? In my children's book called Natural Wonders of the World, I wrote about an island in Antarctica called Zavodovsky Island that is an active volcano with no humans living on it, but it's home to 1.5 million penguins. Each day the penguins go off in search of fish, diving off the island into the rough sea around it. When they come back with fish, they have to climb up steep, sharp rocks back onto the island. Somehow they then use their senses, just as Dr Alex has described, to find their way back to their nest amongst 1.5 million other penguins and find their way home to their family. I hope that answers your question, Ben. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it and ask them to send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. And now for our final bird question for this week, which comes from Orson. Over to Orson. I'm Orson and I'm four years old. And my question is, why do birds run away from humans? And why are they scared of humans? Thank you. Hi, Orson. That is such a great question. To answer it, I have Joe Grossel, who knows everything about birds and things they do because he is a tour guide in Africa taking people on amazing bird-watching trips. Maybe one day you'll get to meet him and go looking for beautiful African birds. Over to Joe. Hi, Orson. I'm Joe, and I live in Africa. And your question was... Why do birds run away from people? And that's a very good question because some birds don't run away from people. If you go down to the park or the square in, the, in town, you'll find pigeons that actually come towards people because they get fed by people. But for many, many other birds, they, as you say, are frightened of people and move away 
when we approach them. And the reason for that is that for many, many hundreds of years, people have actually hunted birds and eaten birds. Fortunately, we don't need to do that today because we can just go to a shop and buy food. But in the past, people had to actually hunt birds and somehow birds have never forgotten that and they always a little wary of humans. So yeah, people even raided bird nests for eggs. That's where they used to get their eggs many, many years ago before chickens were domesticated. So today, birds still remember and regard people as a big threat, as an enemy, because we, in their eyes, are predators. So I hope that answers your question, Orson. Thanks so much, Joe, for your brilliant answer. I hope that many of you will get to go bird watching soon. If you're really quiet, then hopefully the birds won't run away and you'll get a really good look at them through your binoculars with your own eyes. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Dr Alex Bond at the Natural History Museum for telling us all about how penguins find their way home and to Joe Grossel for sharing his knowledge about why birds run away from humans. If you want to find out about Joe's incredible ecotourism company that organised birding tours in Southern Africa, his company is called Tembele, T-E-M-B-E-L-E. I will put the link in the show notes so you can find it. Of course, a big thank you to the children who sent in questions this week. They are Olsen, Ben and Henry. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Do send in your questions. There's info about how to do that on the show's website, everythingundersun.co.uk. If you like the show, do rate, review and subscribe and tell all your friends and family to do the same. It really does help. I'm looking forward to hearing your questions. And also, don't forget to nominate Everything Under the Sun for the Listener's Choice Award in the British Podcast Awards. To vote for the podcast, just go to britishpodcastawards.com slash vote and type in the first few letters of Everything Under the Sun. Voting closes on the 15th of May. Thanks so much, everyone. I hope you have a really, really lovely week. Thank you and goodbye.